time for the Bay Area's favorite quiz show, Minds Over Matter, with host Dana Rodriguez. And joining him tonight will be technical editor Kara Pace and educator Lori Fisher. And it's got to be the man, the legend, the myth, the hat man, the green hat man, the ball-headed man, moderator, Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Damien. Uh, although I'm a little puzzled, you keep calling me myth, Dana Rodriguez, so what does that mean? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Just a little fashion. All right. Okay. This, this is I'm not I'm not gender confused. No, I mean anyway. But uh, anyway, welcome to Minds Over Matter. Hope you are having a uh, lovely day out there. We know we're up against the Academy Awards, but I've only seen one of the films. Uh, I'm going to probably wrongly assume that most of you have not seen them all either. So maybe our show will be a little more um, attractive because of that. Uh, because you know it's. You know what you're getting with us. But anyway, so welcome to Minds Over Matter. We hope you're going to have a lovely time over the course of the hour. We'll be giving you questions on many, many different subjects. And of course, we hope you will call. Uh, it's always a great time to call early. That It really is the best way to do it. Uh, so these two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415-841-4134. Or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Uh, as I said before, give us a call as early as you can, and we will get you on, I promise. Uh, we don't want to uh, have you call with a wonderful long question in the last five minutes of the show and then not have a chance to hear it. So, 415-841-4134 or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Also want to remind you of our email address, which is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. So again, that is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1. That is the numeral one, mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. We generally don't read them during the show, but they all get read. It's always great to hear from our listeners. And along that line, uh, I should uh, say I'm very happy to report that um, our podcast has been fixed. I mean, it was always at KALW, but it, it uh, left iTunes and Podbean and Stitcher and a lot of other places for a period of time because of this new system we have called the Grove. It was not, for instance, it was not putting us where we needed to be. But that has been corrected, so hopefully uh, you can find our podcast at every, at your local you know, podcast home, uh, wherever you, you listen to podcasts. So, yes, so we are up everywhere now, and I'm happy to report that. So uh, listen to us wherever you can. Uh, just to remind you also that you can hear us in the live stream by going to KALW.org. And, of course, uh, the podcast should be up reasonably soon after our show tonight. That will also be at KALW. Dot .org and of course a lot of other places as I just said. So, all right. All that being said, I will say hello to our my fellow panelists. That would be Kira and Lori. Hello. 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 All right. And we will you. start with a round of introductions and here is the first Wait a minute. 
Wait, I lost it. Here it is. It's coming back. And uh, yes, here we go. Kirapace still hasn't made a quarantine sourdough loaf, but she is definitely perfecting a quarantine fudge brownie recipe. Oh, yes, that sounds, that sounds good. Yeah, they, I've I've made just so many fudge brownies. Uh, Never being nominated has not deterred Laurie Fisher from hoping that he still might come home tonight with an Oscar. I keep telling you, Laurie, you have to do something to be eligible for the Oscar before you can get nominated for the Oscar. You know, who says I haven't done something? I don't know. You're very narrow in how you're defining something. And And our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, would like to thank everyone who contributed to his ruthless climb to the middle. All right. There you go. And when I think of all the people I had to sleep with to get where I am today. (laughs) Only were that easy. Uh, Is it true that you'll never work in this town again? (laughs) (laughs) You're in Pacifica, so you're probably right about that. (laughs) And, okay, all that being said, we will start with Kira Pace. All right. uh, I'm going to do my long question first. Uh, I, so this is... uh, This is one that requires writing some stuff down. So get your pen and paper ready. Uh, I want to know who are the subjects of these Hollywood autobiographies? How many? Uh, I've got 10. Autobiographies? Wait, wait, wait. Autobiographies? Autobiographies. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. All right. I I believe these are all autobiographies. So in other words, these are books written by people in The the movie business. Basically. Right. They're oh. written about themselves. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Maybe ghost written, but we don't know. Right. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> we sl- uh, have we, we slowed you up enough now? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Everything and nothing. That is the first one. Everything and nothing. Mm-hmm. The next one is Little Girl Lost. Loft? Lost. As in lost and found. Mm-hmm. Little Girl Lost. The third one, This and That from 1987 this and that the next one is beyond uhura say the second word again uhura a u h u r a the next one is blowing the bloody doors off the next uh, number six is yes i can number seven american prince a memoir Number eight is The Ragman's Son. Number nine, The Moon's a Balloon. And number 10, Lulu in Hollywood. So real quick, Everything and Nothing, Little Girl Lost, This and That, Beyond Uhura, Blowing the Bloody Doors Off, Yes I Can, American Prince, A Memoir, The Ragman's Son, The Moon's a Balloon, and Lulu in Hollywood. I'm going to go ahead and add an 11th and just throw in The Disaster Artist just to see if you know who wrote it, The Disaster Artist. Oh. So which ones do you have? Which ones have you read? All right, Laurie, go ahead. Well, I maybe how, how many we're getting each? Eh, we'll start with two. Okay. Go from so there. I'll, I'll do one. I, know for, I think I know one for sure and two pretty sure. I think Yes, I Can is Sammy Davis Jr. Yes, it is. All right, then Dana, why don't you take one? Go ahead. No, go ahead. If you have another, oh, you want another? You want, you want another one? That's fine. Yeah, the moon's a balloon. I'm pretty sure is David Niven. It is. Yeah. I, I okay. thought that title was absolutely adorable. I, I like that title too. Yeah. 
All right. So the Moons of Balloon is David Niven. Yes, I can is Sammy Davis Jr. What do you have, Dana? Oh, let's see. Um, Beyond Ahura, that's, is that, uh, um, uh, Nichelle Nichols or Michelle? It is. Yes. Oh, nice. That is not where I thought you would start on this list. Well, I wanted yes. to. I wanted to surprise you. So that's a great one from yes. Star Trek. Yes. Okay. Did you just say Star Trek? <laughs> not Star. Yeah, that's Star Trek, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Trek. Yeah yeah. 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 Sorry. And Little Girl Lost. That's is that Drew Barrymore? It is Drew Barrymore. Oh, yeah. So I offer you this and that and the Ragman Sun. You come back with Drew Barrymore and Michelle. <laughs> there you go. Goes, you see? All right. There's, there's I see just, how you're going to be. There's just no bottom to my knowledge here. <laughs> Although it, it certainly is, lives on the bottom sometimes. But um, let's see. So Little Girl Lost, this and that. Uh, I may have one more. Do you, how many more do you have, Dana? Go ahead, one more. Is Go fine. ahead, Lori. I'm going to take a. I'm going to take a. Uh, this is the one I'm less sure of. The Ragman Son. I think sure. it might be Kirk Douglas. It is Kirk Douglas. All right. Yeah. And, and I, for, um, I forget his real name, but yeah. Lulu in Hollywood. That's Louise Brooks, isn't it? That's true. Oh, Lulu nice. in Hollywood is Louise Brooks. Yeah. So we will leave the rest right. of them. So what? It, yeah. Go ahead and give the ones that are left. If you yes, the ones that are left are everything and nothing. This and that, blowing the bloody doors off, American Prince, a memoir, and the disaster artist. And I want to know who wrote the disaster artist, not who it's about. Well, they can tell me that too. And um, Laura, you go ahead too. Okay. This is my long question, but you don't have to write anything down. Um, I noticed this year that six people were nominated for Oscars who played real-life people. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya already won for playing Fred Hampton. So I was looking at that trend, and I was surprised between 19 – no, between 2010 and 2020, nine people won Best Actor or Best Actress for playing real-life people. So my question is, who are they? So between So in the last 11 years, 2010 to 2020 – uh, nine people have won either Best Actress or Best Actor for playing real people. I'll say this. Six of them are Best Actor and three of them are Best Actress. Well, Did Freddie Mercury, of course. Yes. Uh, very good. Yeah, for Remy playing. Malik. Yep. For that. For, they're very good. Give yourself a bell on that. All right. And I'll stop. I'll let people guess on that. Beyond that. Okay. Uh, Kira, who do you have? Give you a couple um, if you want Is Iris one of them? No. For 20? No? Okay. No. Iris has not been one. You mean Iris is an Iris Murdoch, Iris? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right? Well, it didn't, uh, I think so, but I don't think she won. Okay. And, she and, was and, nominated, I think she was nominated, she, but she, I mean, the, the yeah. actress player was nominated. Yeah, Kate Blanchett right. for Iris, right? I think I, so. Right, yeah. I didn't, remember. Win, didn't, didn't win for that. Okay, so we'll leave that out. I, I just okay. give the question once more if you would like. Okay, I'm looking for in between 2010 and 2020. Um, six people won the Academy Award for Best Actress or Best Actor for playing real-life people. Six Best Actor, three Best Actress. Dana got Rami Malek for Freddie Mercury. Dana, do you want one more? Uh, no. No, I'll leave it okay. out for people. Go okay. Ahead. And Kira, you got another or no? No, not okay. this moment. We'll leave it up. They're all recent, so they're all within the last 11 years. So I was surprised that I had already forgotten some of them. Um, but we'll see. All right. And yeah. let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hello. Hi. You know, I just want to say a note about Ohora. I heard that uh, Uhura, she was yeah. Think- yeah. yeah, she was thinking about leaving because she wasn't. I guess she was getting smaller and smaller parts. Right. And Martin Luther King heard about it and said, "Don't you dare!" Because she was doing more to show what the future could be like in 
in terms of equality of blacks and women. Mm-hmm. He said, don't you dare, you're doing so much. Anyway, just a little footnote about that. Um, here's my first question for you. What cosmological theorist was burned at the stake in the year 1600 and vindicated and still is being vindicated 400 years later? It sounds like a Nostradamus, but is it? I don't know if it is. No. No, he, he died uh, of old no, age. He, cause, <laughs> he means somebody who had put together a, a, a model of the universe of how oh, it rotates, the, right. the solar system mainly. Well, Galileo was he, not burned yeah. at the stake. Yeah, you know, he, he's about, he was born 16 years before Galileo. All right. But he's very much was extending the Copernican theory. Right. It was said, yeah. well, Earth goes around the sun. And uh, Galileo said, uh, no, that was Newton said it was gravity that pulled us. Galileo said the Earth spins. And this guy was twelve year, born 12 years before Galileo. Was he, and he um, really was? He was so far out there, they burned him at the stake, but now he's been vindicated. Well, late now, isn't it? Um, <laughs> he's like me. He's uh, like me. It'll be 400 years before people say, what a genius Peter was. <laughs> uh, was this a. Was this, some, this was a European, this, this, correct? Yes, he was Italian. He's Italian, all right. Actually educated in Europe in different places. Right. Is, is it a well-known name? Will, will our listeners know this no, it, No, it's not, but you're a great sure. person in the history of science. He, um, he was a Dominican friar. Oh. But a very curious guy who looked at the stars at night and said, and he said, he looked at the stars and he said, I think those stars are suns, all of which have planets revolving around them, way ahead of his time. Because we've, we we now have documented whatever, the, the exoplanets, and he theorized about them 400 years earlier. Well, we probably are, I mean, I won't, I shouldn't speak for Kirov, uh, uh, but I don't think Laurie and I know. Um, I don't. No, I don't know. Okay. So do you want to, do you want to leave it out or you can tell us? No, well, Giordano Bruno is his name. All right. Hmm. Poor guy, born too soon. Uh, okay, here, here's a here's a great here's a great question, which I hope Sarah Cahill is listening. Okay, at the same time that Bach was living in Leipzig on Handelstrasse, Handel was in London living where? On Bach. It's a coincidence. Bach Street. <laughs> well, close, but you got to translate it. Um, X Street. Yes, Joe. Johannes. No, you got the street. You got the street right because you didn't <laughs> say Strasse. Right. Translate Bach. Translate. Oh, you mean what does Bach? What does the word Bach mean Bach in, Bach in mean English? English? Yes, you don't know. No, I do not. Hmm. I don't. Brook. Brook. Oh, oh Brook Street. Street. Okay. Bach That's means cool. Brook. All right. So at the same time that Bach was living on Handelstrasse, Handel was living on Brook Street. Bach Brook Street. Mm-hmm. Just nice. a great coincidence in history. Well, thank you very much. Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Okay, let me give you a couple of questions here. This is a little convoluted. I'll try to make it as simple as I can. What is the most common name of a U.S. county that is also the title subject of a long-running U.S. primetime network series? <laughs> 
Okay. Not so even the name of the series, just the, the subject of the series? No, no, the name of the series. It is the name, too. So the name of the county is the same, also the name of the series. I mean, at least part of it. Uh, and there are eight counties in the U.S. with this name. So what is the most common name of a U.S. county, eight U.S. counties, that is also uh, the title subject of a long-running U.S. primetime network series? Is it still on? No. Okay. All right. And, and is it is the word county the word is the word county in the it name is of not. the series? No, the okay. county has nothing to do with it. It's, so, it's so, the name of the person, I should say, that is the subject of the TV series. So uh, it's something like Madison, or yeah, right. Except yeah. there was never a longer running TV series about Madison. <laughs> uh, okay. And, and the TV series is about the person, right? Yes. Not about not yes. about life. It is about the, the person. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's think about county. Uh, House County. <laughs> House County. No. And, and 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 just to clarify, is the series is is about the famous person? Yes. And the, so after. the name the counties is is named after this particular person, and the series was about this particular person. Okay. Oh, so they're we, about the same. Yeah, it's it. the same we person. We so once more, what is the most common theory. name of a U.S. of eight U.S. counties? That is also the title subject of a long-running U.S. TV primetime network series. So it's so the counties are named after this person, and the TV series was about this person. We need a historical TV series. A TV show about a historical person. Yeah, happens to have counties named I think it ran, the TV show ran for about five years. And it's well-known? I would think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's... Uh, has it been off the air for – was it ever on the air in the 21st century? No. Okay. Yeah. That checks out. But it was in color. <laughs> okay. So is it back in the 50s? Should we go that No, back it's that not far? that far okay. back. No. All right. All right. So that is one. And then oh, – yeah. oh, oh, what about Boone? That's right. Boone County? Daniel, nice. Daniel Boone. Very oh, good. Very good. My understanding it? is that he was a man. He was a big man. That's right. Now, uh, I don't know the series. Did you watch the series? No, it was on before Ooh. I was born. <laughs> well, that doesn't hasn't changed, stopped you before. All right, <laughs> okay, that is that is taken care of. And um, all right, then I'll give you I'll give you since you got that. Let's see. Uh, all right, I'm going to give you one guess each on this, please. What are the last three films nominated for Best Picture? to have had a previous version nominated for Best Picture in the 1930s. I mean, obviously, a star is born. That is one. All right, that's your guess. That's good. So say it again. To, um, what are the, the last first? three films nominated for Best Picture, not necessarily winners, nominated, to have had a previous version nominated in the 1930s? A star is born is one. That's ni- that's 2018 and 1937. And are the other two before that? I'm not going to say. Right. What was that one, Lori? Let's let's. I, and I might be on the wrong track, so I apologize if I I lead you down a bad path. But isn't what's the one that was remade under a different name? And then I like no, something like the fair or Philadelphia Story or I don't know. Uh, so the tragic story. Uh, I don't know. Deborah Carr. Deborah Carr. Oh, you mean uh, an affair to remember? There we go. Or, 
right? Wasn't that remade or something? It's not a tragic story. That has a happy ending to it. (laughs) Does it? You meet at the top of the Empire State Building. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's, that's not one, right, Dana? No. No. Okay, but I get what you mean. All right. So once more, Uh, what are the last three films nominated for Best Picture to have had a previous version nominated in the 1930s? So far, we have A Star is Born. What are the other two? That's good. Okay. All right. I will give you one more. Leave it out there. And uh, what non-American has the most U.S. counties named after them? (laughs) Eleven. What non-American has the most U.S. counties named after them? Eleven. How about Lafayette? That is correct. Ah. Eleven. Yes, eleven counties. I'm surprised it's eleven. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Good evening, Sparky and Maddie. How are you all doing? Good evening. Hey, hi. Good evening. Hi, Sparky's about to be on Jeopardy. Is that That's right? That's right. He's, uh, what oh. is it, Tuesday? Tuesday. All right, there you go. Good luck. Retroactive thanks. good luck. Thanks. That's exciting. Way to go. Yay, thanks. Okay, uh, Kira, this and that, that's uh, Betty Davis. It is, and again, I put I put a Betty Davis autobiography on there, and uh, and Dana took Drew Barrymore, so yeah. <laughs> let it be known. But yes, you are correct. He's Betty unpredictable. Davis. Okay, um, I've got uh, an inevitable Oscar question for you. I've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight uh, movies that I will cite for you: uh, The Sting, The Facts of Life, Sabrina. Roman Holiday, A Place in the Sun, Samson and Delilah, The Heiress, and All About Eve. What do they have in common? Well, give the movies once more, please. And it's an Oscar question, is that right? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, The Sting, The Facts of Life, Sabrina, Roman Holiday, a Place in the Sun, Samson and Delilah, The Heiress, and All About Eve. All right. You have to frame us somehow. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, they both right? uh, had uh, won an Oscar uh, for, for one specific thing. So, so something like uh, hair design or makeup, something less Yeah, less somewhere like that. It? Okay. Well, and it's and it's specially won by a specific person. So Edith Head is she involved in all of them? That's a, Absolutely. That's yeah. Is that it? So she's the costume designer for all of them. She won costume for all of those. That's interesting because nice. they're all most of them are Paramount except for All About Eve, which is Fox. So that's interesting. They would. She would be over doing a Fox film, too. Uh, okay. And I was looking at that, and I noticed that uh, All About Eve and that was what, I think Samson and Delilah, she won two in one year. One was for Best Costume for Black and White and Best Costume for uh, a Color Film. Yeah. Wow. Right. They divided it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're done, know. and we'll uh, see you all next time. All right. Good night. Thanks, see, you t- see you Tuesday all on right. TV. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. And you are listening to Minds Over Matter. Hope you're enjoying the show. We are here every uh, Sunday at 7 p.m. 
Our panel tonight, that would be Kira Pace, technical editor, uh, Lori Fisher from Dabo Valley College. I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and you're listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is KALW, your local public radio station. Uh, the two numbers to join us with a question or answer, 415-841-4134. Again, that's 415-841-4134 or toll-free, 866-798-8255. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hey, Dana. It's Megan in San Francisco. Hi, Megan. Um, I have a question for you, and I'm actually surprised. I don't believe this has been asked, but correct me if I'm wrong. Have you just been listening to the show for the last 27 years? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't believe that this has been asked during the relevant time period, which will become apparent when I ask the question. Okay. What what is the origin of the word quarantine? Uh, It means 40 days. And it Uh, was the length of time that the ships had to stay moored off somewhere uh, to wait. Uh, Basically. Okay. I I agree with that. I knew you guys were going to get this um, easily. So I I I think that question was asked in September of 1997. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll listen to the archives. We'll find out. Go through all those hours. Yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) So actually, Quarantine is right. The 40 days that the ships had to stay offshore before they could come into the city, um, and it was in originated Venice, in Venice. Right. Yeah. But it was actually a, and originally it was called Trentino, or a 30-day period of isolation, um, and somehow morphed into 40 days after they decided that they needed the longer time period. But the 30-day period of isolation was actually, it was Venetian-controlled at the time, but it was the port city of Ragusa, which is now modern-day Dubrovnik, Croatia. So so my question for you is, um, Dubrovnik Franciscan Monastery is home to Europe's longest and oldest operating what? Founded in 1317. Did you say about a brewery? It's good. Nope, not a brewery. Does this... Okay. I think... I will follow up, Kira. Is, does this uh, manufacture something? Um, I would. Yes, they they the monks made things that they sold to local people, and today it's uh, still functioning. And um, I'm not. I'm not. It's certainly not selling. You know, commercial products that you might find. Well, maybe it is actually. I'll take that back. Are these religious objects? Nope. Okay. Is is this an object that is uh, local, you know, or not object, or whatever the answer to this question is? Is it a a local thing? For example, like are they mining something from the area? Nope, not local. You have these kinds of stores everywhere in the world. Hmm. So souvenirs? Are these <laughs> souvenirs? <laughs> the first souvenir store? In the world's oldest Slurpee machine, or something like that. Uh, uh, I'll give you a hint. So, yes. if you were, if today you were quarantining because you were sick from COVID and you, or you're sick from COVID and you, or you got your COVID shot and you had a headache, you would go get Tylenol from pharmacy. Oh, so the oldest pharmacies. Yep. Wow. So they used to make herbs and medicines, which they sold to local people, and of course now there's modern proper chemists uh, selling big pharma drugs, but they do have keep some of the 
the original recipes. Oh, all right. Cool. So, final part of the question, I'm, jump, I'm jumping from the Franciscans in Dubrovnik to the Cartusians in France. The Cartesian monks have, in, have made what since 1737? Cartesian monks. Hmm. And is this a product they would sell? Uh, they would, and they still do. And is this one alcohol? It is. Yeah, okay. Champagne. Uh, oh, oh, is this a specific type of alcohol? Is this, um, shoot, is this the one that's also a color? Is Chartreuse? Yep. Oh, yeah, Chartreuse. Yep. Oh, chartreuse. It is, in fact, Chartreuse. There are only two two monks in the order who know the full... 130 herbs and ingredients that go into the chartreuse liquor. Mm, wow. It's like Coca-Cola. So they're doing, they're doing, those monks are doing great during the pandemic. Let me tell you that. <laughs> chartreuse sales are up. Well, thank you, Megan. Appreciate it. And I forgot, I have, a, I have an answer for you oh, um, yes. on the, on the autobiographies. Uh, bl- blowing the bloody doors off is Michael Caine. That is correct. Good. Blowing the bloody doors off is indeed Michael Caine. Yes. Nice. Great. Thanks guys. Have a good night. Thanks you, Megan. Bye-bye. And Kira, I think it's your turn, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Um, here's my big Oscar question. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Who is the only person to win a competitive Oscar 18 years posthumously? And for what? Wait, wait, wait. So they won at a... They won a posthumous Oscar, but it wasn't a year or two after their death. It was 18 years. Uh, There's a reason for it. So the film was released 18 years after their death? Something like that? Uh, Something like that. Not quite, but... Would it help? um, I'm sure it would help. But, I mean, is it possible to give the year that they won the Oscar? 1972. All right. And it's a competitive Oscar. Mm Mm-hmm. So they died in... Uh, 1954, if you do the math. Right. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for mm-hmm. doing it for me. I okay. did it, yeah. So Dana, who died in 1954, who won an Oscar in 72? Is this something to do with the blacklist? Uh, yes and no. I mean, it's it's along those lines. I mean, that's why, that's why 1972. Huh. So then... Wait, but I don't think it's quite the way that you're thinking. So, so was it? Is it, am I wrong to frame it like this? The person worked on a screenplay or on the set design in the '50s, but the film wasn't made until the '70s and released then, or nominated then. No, it, it was made in 1952. So it's not Dalton Trumbo. It is not Dalton Trumbo. No, and uh, the film was made, and it, it, was this a feature film? Yep. So the film. Yes, was- it was. And it was made in 72. No, it was oh, made oh. in 52. Oh, in 52, but mm-hmm. the award is in 72. Correct. Yeah. So. Well, it was, it might have been made in 51. 51, it, would, 52. Was, was this you, person, did this person win under an assumed name? Nope. Okay. Would uh, would it give it away if you told us the category that they won in? Um, score. Oh. So they, okay. 52. So they win the score. They, huh. Huh. 
It's interesting. So I'll, I'll guess one of the Newmans. Is somebody whose last name is Newman? It's yeah. incorrect. Okay. They've won yes. lots of Academy Awards for And you can also with... tell me you can also tell me the film if that is helpful. It's not to high you. noon. It has nothing to do with high noon, does it? It is not high noon, no. So it's, it's and it's not Victor Young, is it? No. Um it's, it's not Dimitri Tiomkin, is it? Nope. Okay. So score fifty two. Score fifty two. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Well, first we kind of have to figure out the reason that what this is about here, and why. You want, give, you want to give us another hint? Yeah. On the uh, not not at yeah. the moment. Okay, so. then leave it. Leave it out. Just give the whole question once more. Sure. Who is the only person to win a competitive Oscar eighteen years after his death, and for what? Uh, or we'll say what film? I mean, we. I've already told you that it was for score. Um, but you can tell me the film. All right. And uh, let's see. We are a little past halfway, so let's repeat any questions that have not been answered yet. Kira, why don't you go ahead? Um, I you don't have, have to repeat some... that last one, but go ahead. The other one. Right. Uh, some Hollywood autobiographies. The ones we have left are Everything and Nothing, American Prince, A Memoir, and The Disaster Artist. And it, for that one, I want to know who wrote it, not who it's about. And I have um, between 2010 and, two, and 2020, nine people won Best Actor or Actress uh, for playing real people. Dana got Rami Malek for Freddie Mercury, so I'm looking for eight more. Five are Best Actor and three are Best Actress. And that's all I have. Okay. And uh, I would like to know the last three films nominated for Best Picture to have had a previous version nominated for Best Picture in the 1930s. So far, we have A Star is Born. That was 2018 and then previously in 1937. And that's it. So, um, Real quick for Lori's question, do I have to know the name of the guy who was in The Revenant? (laughs) The guy who was in The guy who was in which? The, The Revenant? Oh, that's Leonardo that's DiCaprio. That's the Leonardo DiCaprio one for playing a real person, but I don't know that real guy's name. I would give you credit, but I don't have him on my list. Should I? Yeah, that's Wait, a, supposedly a real person. Wait, what years did you say? I said 2010 to 2020, so that would be in there. If he yes. was he real for sure? Yeah, that's yes. supposedly. Okay. Yeah, um, I di- I didn't have him as real, so give her a bell, all right. and okay. we still have the same same numbers out. There. All right, I'm, I'm going to get a bell for my answer. It's some guy, some guy right. in the revenue. And yeah. uh, let's see. Okay, Lori, I think it's your turn. It is okay. So I have this is a short-ish Oscar question, and Dana, you may know it too easily. I was surprised. Only three films, no, only two films have won three Academy Awards for acting in the same year. So, in other words, of the four possible, only Two films have won three of them. What are they? Question makes sense? Yeah. One, one is Network, I think. It is. And, and who were the three? Uh, Beatrice Strait, Peter Finch, and Faye Dunaway. Nice. Okay. So that's one of them. I yeah. cannot understand. I'm sorry. Can you so, so only So now we have – so Network won three of the four acting awards in the year it was nominated. It won right. for Best Actor, Actress, and Supporting. Nobody's ever done won all four acting awards. There's one other film that won. Oh, three. is it? Is it like from here to eternity? Um, it's not. Okay, but but it is not far away, like in time from that. Right. Uh, yeah, I have to think about the other ones. Okay, okay. so so, three. We're, so we're looking for one more film in which three people 
in which the film won three of the four acting awards. Network right. was one, and this was before Network. And that. let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, uh, is that me? It is you. Oh, it's Mark in the Tenderloin. Hi, Mark. Um, so, Lori's previous question, I'm going to guess all about Eve. Um, oh, no, it wasn't all about Eve. It didn't win through. Oh, okay. Um, and I have some questions. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, yeah, quick one. Uh, where is uh, Sade from originally? She's from, is it Nigeria? I thought it was East Africa. Is it? So I want to say it's Sudan or... or or No, Ni- Nigeria is oh, right. Oh, is it? Ni- okay, Damien was right about that. Damien. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, second question is a math question because you don't get too many math questions. And... There's a good reason for that, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, bring it. We'll try. <laughs> okay, this is a question that I used to talk with my math friends uh, we, we'd always ask each other this. Um, so the basic quadratic equation, um, I know I know this sounds esoteric, but um, it's uh, AX squared plus BX plus C equals zero. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, there, how do you solve? So to solve that, we ask, what does what X equal? Do, do you happen to know what x equals in the in the basic quadratic equation? What x equals? Well, it changes, right? It's an unknown. Um, no, it's actually like there's a formula for it. Um, it's like minus b plus or minus the square root of. I used to know. You got that. it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So, yeah, is that the question? It's minus b plus or minus the square root of. Or AC, I don't remember exactly. I used to know it, uh, but I'm on the right track, right? You are on the right track. Um, should I leave it out for some other nerds if out there? If you like, if you like. To, to me, X equals my cousin's signature, but anyway. I get a half a bell for even being No, close. I got you. You got yeah. a bell for yeah, that. Basically. So just give the equation once more, please, and then we'll leave it out for people. Okay. Uh, the equation is AX squared plus B X plus C equals zero. Right. And what is that? Solve, we have to That's solve for the X. Basic quadratic equation. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a formula by which we could solve for X. That's what I remember, and it's it's right, what I was right. starting to say. And I feel yeah. safe in saying that we do not have mutual friends. <laughs> <laughs> you do now. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure there are uh, fine people, but I don't talk about math with my friends. <laughs> but more power to you. And I got two two more quick questions. Go ahead, very quickly. More math, okay. more math please. Yeah. No. no, this is music. Um, uh, the Doors uh, have a song where they sing uh, "Mr. Mojo Riser." What does uh, What does Mr. Mojo Riser stand for? Rising, Mr. Mojo Rising is an anagram oh. of Jim Morrison. Good job. Right? Okay. You guys. No, no, it's and not rising. It's rising, right? Because there's oh. no G in Morrison. Mr. Mojo oh. Rising, apostrophe. Yeah, rising. 
And I have another anagram from Brian Eno. Um, he had a song called King's Lead Hat. So three words, King's, K-I-N-G-S, Lead, L-E-A-D, and H-A-T. Do you know what the anagram for that is? Kira, this is your special. Yeah. Oh, Brian Eno question. Is it related to music, the answer? It is. It's actually related to... Um, oh, I'll the talking you. heads. You got it. Not, oh, that's great. Yeah. Sorry. I had to write that one down. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You're great. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you a quick question here. Let's see. I'm debating. Um, what are the uh, what are the five most common three letter nouns in English, according to the Oxford English Dictionary? What are the five most common three letter nouns in English? My first guess would be boy. No. Oh, cat. I'm sorry. Say, say it again, Kira. Cat. No. Dog. No. Okay. Well, I had those too. Okay. Hmm. All nouns. Okay. okay. So again, no, what well, are... I mean, going with boy. What about man? Yes, man okay. is one. Very good. And of course, the boy comes first. And uh, so, <laughs> but not on this list, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, what are the five most common three-letter nouns in English, according to the Oxford English Dictionary? Man is one. All right, looking for the other four. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's uh, hey, San Francisco. Hi, Hayes. Um, someone beat me to blowing the bloody doors off the Michael Caine thing, but I do have a question about that. Mm. Why did he name his book that? Does this come from one of his films? It did. Did it come from um, The Man Who Would Be King? No. I'll, I'll just tell you the answer. Otherwise, we'll be here all night. Uh, 1969, the Italian job. I was, a, I was there, seriously uh, going to guess that. Really? Yeah. I seriously was. Yeah, I just when they were getting the armored car open, and he goes, blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> um, I would like know, to take this moment man, just yeah. to ask people to look up Michael Caine's impersonation of Michael Caine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Michael Caine does an amazing Michael Caine. Oh, yeah. No, he's, well, Michael Caine, yes. Um, <laughs> it's all I Michael Caine. Well, um, where are you likely to be from if you spent the pandemic maintaining grotesque figures? Maintaining grotesque figures? Is that what you said? Maintaining grotesque figures. And where would you I, be likely to be from? Is that what you, that was yeah. the framing? Okay. You know, would you live in a museum? Is, is that why you're maintaining grotesques? No, you're on the right track. I mean, you're talking... Uh, oh, well... We're not like, like a, a church. Yeah, we're not talking yeah. about like Notre the, Dame or something like that. Yes, you are. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, we are. Okay. okay. Because really? the, the actual... The actual quote on the BBC the other day was, there's a bunch of people who are shoring up gargoyles, which is a great way of saying it. And then the very last one, which I don't know the answer to, and maybe someone can answer, the area code 415, why did they uh, use those numbers? Was it from San Francisco's inauguration date on April 15th? 
but I don't know the answer to oh, that. Oh, that's so a very interesting. That's a very interesting uh, possibility. Huh. I just thought yeah. it had to do with the the basic population of the time that uh, that area codes came out because the the ones that were easier to dial on a rotary phone were for the more populous areas, which is why the very easiest area code two one two is New York. Two one three, I think, is Los Angeles, and so I, I thought they were sort of assigned in that way. Hmm. Yeah, but the, the four I could understand, but why the four one five? I think Chicago is three one two, so that makes sense. All right, we'll yeah. we'll leave yeah. it out. Let's we'll see if anybody comes up with a good answer. Well, no once again, wonderful show, and I, I miss Eid. I hope he's okay. He didn't sound very happy last week. So. I know. Uh, yeah. well, thank you very much. Thanks, Ace. All right, see you guys. Bye bye. Bye bye. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, Eid. So I'm happy to be no, with about science. Uh, wow, wow, wow. All right. For so the first that? time I solved the quadratic equation, I was eight years old. Very simple. Long. <laughs> Before junior high school. Okay, the solution is X equal minus B plus, plus or minus square root of B square minus 4AC, the whole thing divided by 2A. So oh, I really yes. didn't call about that, but it's interesting. About it's the guy he called about the poor scientists who were burned to death at stake because they said that the Earth was not the center of Earth. The sun rotated around, I mean, excuse me, the Earth rotated around the sun. That was in the year 1600, and his name was Gordano Bruno. He really was taken out, and he was going to die. They took him out. From That was the day, February 17. 1600. Now, remind you that 1821 years before that, in the year 221 BC, scientists in Alexandria, Egypt, not only knew that, proved it, but they also measured the diameter of, of Earth within 50 miles. And yet, 1821 years later, they burned this man to death. So, everybody should look at the role. Library of Alexandria was great. It was just great, 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 yeah, you know. But it's just sad it was, if they didn't burn, we probably would have airplanes 2,000 years ago. Okay, uh, my question that I called about, which is, let's talk, let's start with science, astronomy. For a long time, scientists have been looking for what is called the ninth planet. You know, we know that Pluto uh, is the last planet or subplanet we have in the solar system. But there's some gravitational effect, so something is there that should be a planet, but we could never see it. What is the last theory, uh, think what this object is? Do you know? It was in the news the last couple of weeks. Are you talking about the, the unicorn planet. black hole? It is. It is a small, nice. tiny black hole. Hmm. And God, yeah. God help us if we uh, <laughs> if ever come near us. Yes. Hmm. Okay. The, the actual second question I have very quickly is, uh, we know about the Crusade War, and the Crusader, they had from the First Crusade, Second Crusade, up to Eleventh Crusade, which was the last one. The Seventh Crusade, uh, the 11th, yeah, the Seventh Crusade was led by King Louis the Ninth of France, and he was clever. You know, he thought that all of the Crusade failed when they went directly to Jerusalem, so he said, "Why not to go through Egypt?" So he did, and went through down the Delta, and he was met by the Egyptian army, right in the middle of the battle. The Sultan was a king that led the army, died. So, what do you think his wife did? The, the wife of the king. Hmm? The, the wife of the French king or the Sultan? 
of the Sultan, the okay. Egyptian king. She, she led do? the army herself? But what did she do before that? She before what? she led the army? <laughs> you mean <laughs> yeah, she between her husband dying and leading the army, what did she do in that, in that period yeah, of time? She, she hid the fact that her husband died and to put his uniform on and she acted like it was him. Yeah. You know what she did? Not only she defeated Lewis and Lyons, army totally, she, she killed over 20,000. Over of his army was destroyed. And that was victory at this town called the Battle of Al-Mansura. That was in the year uh, 1250 AD. And uh, she was a great lady. Uh, everybody should look at her name. Her name is Sajar, Sajar S-A-J-A-R, Al-Dor, A-L-D-U-R-R. It's unbelievable history, really, really unbelievable history. Ten years later, Egypt saved the whole Western world from the Mongol Empire by having totally defeat uh, the Mongols in the Battle of Enzalut, 1260 AD. And that saved the whole world from... By then, the Mongols have expanded all the way to Poland and uh, um, to all Northern Europe was taken. They were trying to make a vice to go North Africa so they can take the whole world. But Egypt's the whole world. Thank you, guys. Always a great show. Thank you, Ian. Sorry, I spoke too much. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And uh, next call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, it's Tom in Southern California. Hi, Tom. Hi. Uh, I have one. Um, let's see. The, the Everything and Nothing is Dorothy Dandridge. It is. Thank yeah. you for answering I, yeah, that. I, everything and yeah, Nothing I is only, Dorothy Dandridge. I, I Dorothy just Dandridge. heard that a couple of days ago on a, a podcast on... Uh, uh, you must remember this podcast, which I highly recommend about Hollywood. Um, some of the the best actor real life winners. Um, did how about Meryl Streep for uh, Thatcher? Yep, absolutely. Good. Twenty eleven, very good. Okay, and uh, Matthew McConaughey for uh, I don't know the guy's name, but the Dallas Buyers Club. Right. Yes, Matthew McConaughey won for playing Ron Woodruff in the Dallas Buyers Club. Very good. Uh, Helen Mirren was the queen. Is that too early? She's too early. Okay. And did Jessica Chastain win for Zero Dark Thirty? She did not. But but there is a queen in there, if you can find one. <laughs> it's very recent. Oh, uh, not Kate Blanchett. Nope, not Kate Blanchett. Um, nah, I can't think off the top of my head. Okay. And Frank Langella, did he win for... Playing Nixon? No, he might have, but that would have been earlier. I don't, I don't think he did, but it would have been earlier. No, he didn't. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I'm interested. Okay. Um, let's see. Some common three-letter nouns. How about God? No. Uh, hat? No. Car? No. Sun? No. Dog? No. Says? No. All right, that's enough. Um. Let's see. The I'll ask a question about. Um, there, there have been four sets of films where both the original, uh, the the first film and its sequel, were both nominated for best screenplay. Say it again. Best. So four. There are four sets of films where both the original and its sequel were nominated for best screenplay. Mm. So The Godfather one and two. Probably. Yes, Godfather, Godfather 2, yep. Right. How far back are we going? Uh, 30s. 
What about uh, Chinatown and the two Jakes? Did the two Jakes do no. well? No. No. Oh, oh. What about a uh, uh, Terms of Endearment and was the evening? No, that's not what I want. Not Terms of Endearment. I'm I'm thinking of something else. You're thinking uh, Texasville On- and. Uh- Last picture show? No. Right. No. No. Although, that's not it. Yeah. Uh, give us uh, give us some kind of hint and like maybe a star of the film or something something to go on here. Okay. Well, the the thirties were both very very popular films. There's a uh, animal character which shows up often in crossword puzzle clues. <laughs> no. Benji or um, something. No. The thirties. Uh, you're on the right track. Oh, oh, Asta. oh the Thin Man, right? Asta. Yeah, yeah, Thin Man and Another Thin Man. Oh, yeah, well, that's okay. nice. And then uh, there's one which is one is nominated actually this year, um, and one it, one the other one were two films that were many years apart. Hmm. Nominated this year? Is that what you said? Yeah, there's one nominated this year. One of the oh, and Borat. <laughs> Borat. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Borat, Borat is correct. <laughs> and what's the other clue? And, uh, the last one is uh, the two films were many years apart. Is this another like? Is this maybe Color of Money and Hustler? Yes, that's very good. good. Yeah. Hey. Wow. Very good. Awesome. Right. That's great. Great. Thanks. Awesome right. show as always. Thank you. Bye bye. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, this is Connie from Florida. I have a couple guesses for, well, uh, for um, Lori's question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he, he got Dallas Buyers Club, the last caller did already. I didn't know the guy's name, but I knew it was Matthew McConaughey. What about, what about? Eddie Redmayne for Stephen Hawking? Right. That's Maybe. absolutely correct. Right. 2014, very good. Go okay, ahead, that's, that, that, those are my only two guesses. <laughs> Sorry. Um, for Dana's question about the three-letter nouns, is can it be a pronoun? Is it she? Um, well, these are these are seen as strictly nouns, but but uh, yeah. So I better I better say no on that. Okay. How about sex? No. Ooh. No. Okay. And sex. Um, no. All right. That's it. That's all I have. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's Thomas in Berkeley. Hi, Thomas. Um, He gave a hint on this best people. Uh, I mean, you know, the best uh, actor or actress for a real person. Was it Olivia Coleman that you were hinting at? I was. She played Anne, the Queen of England. Well, thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, Gary Oldman for Winston Churchill. Right. Absolutely correct. Another bell. Keep going. Is Reese Witherspoon too old back there? She is too old back there, yes. Okay. For, uh, June Cash. Um, and Daniel J. Uh, Lewis, did you get him? Say it again. Daniel J. Hey. Lewis for Lincoln. Yep, that is another one, 2012. Really good. Um, now, that's all I got. Okay. What about Colin first? Did he cut it? He did. He just made it he, for playing King George the Sixth. I don't know speech. ten years ago very well. <laughs> yeah, but that was two thousand and ten. That was the first. So we don't, there's only one left. One woman left. One woman left. Mm-hmm. Really recent. Well, I don't know. Okay. okay. So what about these films that were Oscar nominated more than once? Mm-hmm. Does uh, Mutiny and the Bounty cut it? 
No, because let's see. So the question was just to repeat: the last three films, last three films nominated for Best Picture, to have had a previous version nominated for Best Picture in the 1930s. So, so right. Neon the Bounty's not one. No. I thought maybe it got nominated. What about Romeo and Juliet? No. You sure? Um, not the most recent, anyway. No. Front page ever cut it? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I'm out of that one. Um, <laughs> What about the three actors getting Oscars for the one film? Yeah. Um, yeah. A Streetcar Named Desire? That's it. Can you name the three? Uh, Kim Hunter, Carl Malden, and Vivian Lee. Nice. And Brando did not win for that. Very good. That, that ends that category. Good job. That's, that's all I got. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. Thank you. you a lot. <laughs> and next call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Yes, hi, this is Mark in San Francisco. Hi, Mark. And I, hi. I'm going to ask a very quick question. Why were, why were, um, Hersey, Hershey's kisses, why were they not manufactured during World, World War II? Not manufactured. Why? Um, aluminum foil? No shortage of aluminum foil? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's correct. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Well done. How about um, a couple of these nouns, these three-letter nouns? Three. And? Three-letter nouns. <laughs> Get that right. Yeah. Three-letter three nouns. Yes. Yeah. And? Uh, no. All? No. Okay. That's all I have. All right. Arm. Arm? No. No? Okay. Leg? All right. Thanks. Thank you very much. Okay. How about I? I is one. I is one. Very good. Let's go for body parts, Kara. No body, no more body parts. No more body parts. What about tea, the drink, T-E-A? No. Okay, Okay, time to clean up here. Uh, Kira, what do we got? Oh, what about egg, real quick? Egg's my last guess. Mm -mm. Okay. Uh, American Prince, a memoir, is an autobiography by Tony Curtis. And The Disaster Artist was written by Greg Sestero about Tommy Wiseau and the making of The Room. The person to win a competitive Oscar 18 years after his death was Larry Russell, who co-wrote the score for Limelight, the Charlie Chaplin film Mm. whose wide release was delayed due to perceived communist sympathies of of Charlie Chaplin. That's it. Lori? That's it. I just have one, and uh, Renee Zellweger won for playing Judy Garland in Judy just two years ago, and other than that, you ran the table. All right. Good. And the five most common three-letter nouns in English, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, way, W-A-Y, day, D-A-Y, man, M-A-N, lot, L-O-T, and I, E-Y-E. No way. Sorry. Yeah, way. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, the, th- the last three films nominated for Best Picture to have had a previous version nominated for Best Picture in the 1930s. Uh, the first is Little Women, nominated in 2019 and in 1933. Of course, The Star is Born, Kira got that, uh, it's 2018 and 1937. And the last is Les Miserables, uh, that's 2012 and 1935. So if we didn't get your call, I do apologize. Please remember that Minds Over Matter is here every Sunday at 7 p.m. Josh Kaufman actually will be here next week. And my thanks to our panel tonight. That would be Kira Pace, technical editor, Lori Fisher from Dabo Valley College. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. And my thanks to Damian D. Minor for handling the board and phones tonight. And, of course, our, my great thanks to you out there for taking the time to tune in and call in. Please join us next Sunday at 7. We look forward to that. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.